Welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And ooh, so good. I have Casey Rossi with me and we have had the privilege and the pleasure of kind of like really getting to know each other because we've had numerous conversations now and it's always been these like rapid, like, ooh, here we go, here we go in different, different avenues that we go down. And today you are going to hear about her journey, her relaunch that has involved almost this major, major like separation. And you're gonna have to listen and listen all the way to the end because there is goodness in every minute of this show. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next bootcamp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Casey, welcome. Thank you so much, Hillary. I can't wait to dive in with you. We do have a good time when we connect. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's so great. So I always like to start it out with, you know, we all have relaunches. We all have the big ones. We have the small ones. We have the ones that, you know, we feel most were, you know, the most impactful, the ones that we got through a little easier, but there's always that one that we pull up where we're like, oh, that one, that one was a little bit more of a doozy. So I would love if you would share with us your journey and your significant relaunch. Yeah, awesome. I agree with you. It feels like it is a constant state of relaunching, redefining who we are and pivoting. But when we look back, there's usually like some milestones. So I've always had entrepreneurial blood. I have loved like the helping field. And I was the town nanny from age 10 to 18. So it's, it's been like, that's a part great. Of the my town DNA. Nanny. where, where was the town? Um, Penfield, New York. So, in, okay. uh, so Penfield, yeah. New York, they had the greatest nanny on the planet. <laughs> Got it. <Yeah. laughs> in <Absolutely>. your early <laughs> years. <laughs> in my early years. And then I met this dynamic business partner. We hit it off. She was 24 years my senior. So she had had a lot of life experience before me. And it really, you know, it took off from there. We just had a lot of creative um, power together and we created 
10 different businesses in a four-year period. Okay. Did everyone hear that? 10, (laughs) 10 different businesses in four years. Yeah. And and very different. Yeah. I was going to say, can you share with us a little bit about what, what were the 10 businesses? Because that is seriously the serial entrepreneur definition right there. (laughs) 100%. Our first one was called Montage and it was a photographic jewelry company where we would go and travel the world, taking different photos and then putting them together in collages in lightweight jewelry. So earrings and pendants. And we just, we had a ball, but those endeavors really were varied. We did exterior house painting. We did interior house cleaning. We did fine art. We did um, concession stand food. Like it was just like all over the board. So it was kind of hilarious. In fact, on our ninth business, I said to share my business partner, like if the 10th one doesn't bring the income and like that rapid success that we're looking for, we need to make an agreement that we're going to do the conventional route if this doesn't work. And she's like, all right. I'm like, I'm, I'm sick of going to Kinko's and making business cards and letterhead. <laughs> like we're just going to commit here. <laughs> and so anyway, she agreed. And as you know, the universe had it, the 10th business was the one that took off. We had rapid success. We literally started out of our home. We were taking care of Cher's mom who had had a car accident. She was paralyzed and she actually needed full-time care. So we were like, all right, let's do something we can um, continue to care for her, but out of the comfort of our home. And that quickly, quickly changed. We literally had to get a certified kitchen within the first eight months. We had 130 road reps selling for us when we were sleeping. And, you know, it was just that incremental success story where we started out with 500 square feet. Then we went to 8,000 square feet. We ended up having 25 employees and selling to upscale gift and gourmet and did the seven plus figure a year gig. And here's where the relaunch was. When we sold that company in 2011, I was ready to embark in solopreneurship. And little did I know that it was going to be a completely different animal. Plus, I was going from being a part of a dynamic duo where it's like when when you connect, there is that two plus two equals 10. So we had tremendous synergy. And it was like brick and mortar time because you have to remember, I started very early. It was in the early 90s and all of a sudden fast forward and it was massive digital marketing land where there was a huge learning curve for me. And I was like, oh, this isn't as easy as I thought. So there were a lot of layers and a lot lot of learning lessons in that uh, silver. Okay. Okay. So, so just (laughs) as you just said, there were a lot of layers. I am literally going to pull back the layers right now because you just All right, do you it. said you said <laughs> so much greatness, but I've got it. I've got to dig deep. So awesome. one of the things when you're talking about four years, ten companies, how did you know it was time to pivot away from second, third, fourth company? Yeah, absolutely. It was totally on naiveness. It was totally on actually not giving each endeavor, the proper time to fructify. We were just expecting, this is such a great idea. We're in love with it. We should be getting our you know, desired income right away. And so that was, I think, you got to remember I was 19. So to, to, to that, it was like, oh, okay. There was such naiveness there. And this was just creating things from a white piece of paper. Neither of us had business school experience or anything like that. So um, that 
is I think part of the reason why we kept recreating the wheel. And I think the well, other was part- there, okay, but but I love I love how you said fruit to fry. And for so many people, they do the exact opposite. Yeah. They hang in too long. They keep it going so that they, you know, they're literally going down with the ship because it's like, I, you know, it's the baby. I can't give up the baby. I can't, I have to keep going there. You know, if I just do that one other thing and we're often told, you know, don't give up too soon, but on the flip side, don't stay in too long. Right. I mean, it's kind of this like hard, hard place to be, but what you were saying is that because of your naivete, naivete, (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're, the, the fact that you were naive, um, you ended up saying you were expecting, you were expecting success faster. And yeah. what was success? What were you looking for? What were the key things that you're like, okay, wait, we're not getting it right now. We got to move on. What was it? Fluid, consistent income. Perfect example. When we started Montage, we literally went from Rochester, New York in a rented Geo Metro on a borrowed credit card and drove down the coast expecting to sell our wares to upscale department stores. And we were shocked that we weren't writing POs one right after another. So quickly, our income faded after that month. Mind you, we were living in that Geo Metro. So the glove box was my bathroom compartment. And, you know, this was very shoestring to say the least. So it was those kind of like seat of the pants um, endeavors where we just had this strong belief in ourselves that it's absolutely going to work. And then we had to just, you know, recreate when it didn't happen. And there were incomes in those nine businesses, but not to the extent where, again, we were needing to maintain a household and also take care of someone that had special needs. So we needed something way more consistent, way more secure. But to your point on the flip side of when do you know when it's time to walk away, have that experience as well, because we could have still been rocking that chocolate company, absolutely still could have been doing that. And what Um, was a turning point for me is as I started getting more involved in natural and alternative medicine and cleaning up my diet, I felt totally out of alignment selling sugar. And so that was a real part that I was like, "Mm, yeah, you know, people are like, you're crushing it. And we were like, we were doing seven plus figures a year. We were crushing it. And I still didn't feel great about it. And we tried to do like a little mini pivot and do a nutraceutical line. And it was a completely different thing, completely different audience. Our customers were like, where are the M&Ms? Where's Caramel Toffee Crunch? Like, we don't want cacao and goji berries. And again, this is back in, you know, Actually, you're ahead of your time. Now they we would, were, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now we'd be all over it. But then they oh were like, God. what is maca? Like, what is like, what are these things, you know? <laughs> So I would be the one going to your store right now saying, oh yeah, now weekends I go to the other store. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. I do like, I do like my, you know, my chocolate. Uh, Okay. So you've had, you did have the success too, but it was out of alignment. Yeah. And that's when you're like, you know what? I can't do this. I have to, but you were starting to understand the foundation of business. With, with each one of these companies, one of the things that I get asked a lot is how much do you need to have in order to start a business? How much are you going to be willing to actually put into the business? And how did you do that over and over and over again? What, how did you base your decision on how much you're going to spend? 
well, this is another interesting learning lesson because in the first 20 years of my 30 year entrepreneurial journey, I gave everything to it. I was 100% in, in fact, that first business we did out of our home. So anytime we heard the fax machine, and I know I'm dating myself, but we'd run downstairs and be like, oh my gosh, we got an order. You know, so it was, it was 24 seven, it was all on. And it was definitely buying into the mentality of um, in order to be successful, you have to work hard and hard work is honest work. And so the only way to have honest work is sweat of the brow. So I don't recommend Ooh, that. What, what stories, right? Yeah. Limiting beliefs yeah. all over that. Yes. Okay. I don't recommend that way. So that's no. the thing. It's like those lessons were like, okay, wait, you know, I, I get to do this a different way. I get to do this my way. And I think that was another key piece. Like when you asked, how do you know when it's time to leave? I was experiencing adrenal fatigue and burnout for multiple mm -hmm. years. I was having visual migraines um, multiple times per week to the point I put a little like fainting couch in the corner of my office so I didn't have to take transit time to go home to recover and gain my eyesight back. So <laughs> definitely a huge shift to the last 10 years and what I help my clients do now, which is that balance, that integration that you get to decide. We don't have to actually follow an expert's blueprint in order to see the success that we're looking for because success is not what's in your bank account. And that took a long time for me to realize. Okay, I um, appreciate what you're saying, but for those listening and thinking about this, they're hearing, you know, success is not about the bank account. What, are, what exactly are you meaning by that comment? I feel like when you are tied into those beliefs that in order to win, you have to do the whole waking up at 4 a.m., you have to do the whole like sacrifice lifestyle, even if it's just in the startup years of, you know, year three to five in order to hit six, seven plus whatever your goal is financially. And what I'm saying now, as I've gone through these like ups and downs, success to me is defined by how I'm feeling in my body the kind of relationships that I have, how much downtime I have to enjoy, friends, family, you know, my property. It's very, very different. Like I'm a six figure earner now, and I'm so much happier than being a seven figure earner before. Mm, all right. So, as you said, you snuck in there the three to five years that it really takes. So many people hit burnout in the first year, two years, because we're not in it for the long haul. Yes. We don't realize, you know, we think we're going to be the unicorn. We think like if, as you said, with these nine, you know, if it doesn't just take off right away, it's like pivot up, up, must not be working. There's some things that, you know, we need to do something different. And what I'm hearing you now say is that you started to realize with your adrenal fatigue. And for those that don't know, sometimes that's the misdiagnosis, right? You've drained yourself to such a degree that just taking a weekend off is not going to bounce you back. It's not. Absolutely. So the three to five years that, you know, hey, be in the long game, you now are saying, which I completely agree with, that you have gone from, you've done the seven figures, you've sold your business, you are now saying fulfillment is really coming yeah. from not the almighty dollar, but your achievement is in your lifestyle. Yeah, 
Ah, which is falls so nicely in line. I talk about success being quality of your lifestyle, right? What do you really want? Too many people and too many times I've coached people that come to me and they're about to hit, you know, the grand slam. They're about to have, you know, that huge awakening of like, I sold my company and they're miserable. And I'm the one who gets them back and relaunches them after they already know they're going to make tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. And they're miserable. Their marriages exactly. are failing. They're, they're not happy within their own body, their own skin. And they're just like, you know, they just don't, they, they don't realize that at that point. How did you come to realize such an important part of true success? I think it was the contrast. I think it was seeing over a long period of time what it feels like to live this way and to feel this way. And then the flip side of that, where it was like, even in that pivot, you almost are starting again. Like when I went from that dynamic duo 20 year period to this chunk of solopreneurship, you're like, it's like you're starting over again. So there was still like some old pattern in that beginning time of like, oh, okay. And what I ended up starting doing was consulting with coaching. And I found, oh man, like I am attaching my worth to the services. So there was like a lot of things that were starting to come into light. And I think it wasn't until truly seeing the contrast of like past self, past definition of success and identity Exactly like what you said, nail on the head, the limiting beliefs, the stories that we tell, being ready to release them, being ready to do the work. And again, that's not a one and done process. Like the work is perpetual, just like the mindset that you need when you enter into business. Like that's why it's so important to be aligned with your why, to be super passionate about it. And there's no shame in having your foot in you know, a consistent income while you're building this as well. So you don't bring that stress energy that I need to make the mortgage energy to your business. Cause that's a really awkward spot to be as well. Oh, and it just brings it down. It brings down the whole company and they always talk about your business as a direct reflection of yourself. And that's, if, if you're struggling there, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to bring that struggle of finances into your business. You hit upon something that I do want to talk about. And that is you had this partnership for, you know, four years, 10 companies, and then you broke away. I too have built up companies with partnerships. And for me, it just, I love camaraderie. I love, you know, all, you know, all of that. And I finally decided, you know what, I need to do this on my own. And there's a lot behind that we're not going to get into, but for you share with us, first off, how did you, how did you tell this gal, like share, <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, I'm a, I appreciate what we've done. We just had a, you know, a great exit, but now I'm going to do this on my own. How did that all yeah. come to be? That's another relaunch. It was, yeah, it was totally not easy. And it was actually 20 years with the same business partner. So we had all 10 companies together. We had 20 years together. And I remember clearly, like it was a Thursday. And I remember saying like, um, at the time I had uh, an aromatherapy company. So I had two companies parallel. I had Angelic Gourmet, the chocolate company would share. And at the same time I was doing aromatherapy products 
and helping people with personal holistic wellness. So I said, you know, I'm, as you know, I've been feeling out of alignment with selling sugar for a couple of years. We tried the nutraceutical line. It was ahead of its time. It didn't, didn't really go anywhere. I'm really feeling like I want to be in this health and wellness space. And she knew that, like I got my first certification in aromatherapy in 94. So she had seen like all of this stuff bubbling up really early. Yeah. Yeah. So, but needless to say, it was not an easy conversation. Um, To be truth be told, and we're still best friends, you know, like we just celebrated my birthday last week. It was our 31st uh, birthday celebration together. So we see each other every day. It's still a great friendship. However, ah, happy uh, birthday. Yeah. I love that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I would say if you really peel back the layers, there's still hurt and resentment for that decision that I made back in 2011. The interesting thing is uh, literally four days later, we had someone come and offer us um, to buy out our company. So it was like, literally when you talk about how things line up and serendipity, I had the conversation with her on Thursday, it hadn't even settled anywhere. And that Tuesday we had someone come in and say, we've been watching you for four years. We like what you're doing. We want to make you an offer. So it was like, okay, this is Uh, the right time. That is fantastic. So how long did it take you to move into becoming a solopreneur? It took me a couple of years. I have to be honest with you. It took me a couple of years. It was hard. It was painful. It brought up what was the most, what was the hardest part of it? Um, believing in myself. I think there was a lot of unworthiness stories. There was a lot of stories that my business partner was the funny one and the personable one. She like handled Mm. all the HR on the floor. And I was like, the wizard behind the scenes upstairs, like crunching the numbers and making the big deals with large department stores. So I got to stay very, very guarded and there was nowhere to hide. And there was like me, myself and I in solo burner land. So, (laughs) you know, so it was that, I mean, it really, it took me a while to develop my voice and then another chunk of time to have the confidence to share it. Ah, that is so true. When you go into business, right? You have your G zone, your great zone, your genius zone. And, and you, you know, we all like to spend time in that area, but in order to be a smart, savvy CEO, you have to have basic knowledge around everything, right? And that is challenging if we haven't had business school if we haven't gone to get our MBA, if we haven't had business classes, I should say. And so how did you get up to speed with those areas that Cher was handling all those years? Yeah, such a good point. One, I got support. And I think that there is a lot of power in being able to uh, recognize that you need a professional to help you with your blind spots and to help you with um, just navigating that whole process and that whole newness. And then two is at some point you have to press go. And that took me a year literally before I had the confidence enough to do live video. And the only thing, again, it goes back to alignment and integrity that pushed me to do that is I was helping clients and I was coaching clients that on visibility. And I was like, well, I have to be in integrity. And if I'm helping them with their marketing plan and their visibility, I absolutely have to press that big red button and go live and and do it, you know, and show up and um, go first, you know, in the leadership space, you got to go first, even though it's uncomfortable. 
I, you know what? So great. You're hit, you're sitting here, you're helping, you're coaching people in marketing, in visibility, and yet you're not doing it for your own business. Yeah. And so you thought to yourself, wait a second, I got to do this. And now I look at you and you're like, you know, the way your career has been, you think that I'd be looking at like an 80 year old woman and <laughs> you know, you're young and you're vivacious. You got all this going on. You're so confident mm -hmm. uh, as you know, for those that are watching this over on YouTube, you're seeing us live, but it is like, you got to push through your own limiting beliefs, you do. your own stories in order to say, wait a second, in order for me to reach that level of success, to be in alignment, I, I have to get over my own mess and get into my own version of my own message, right? And Absolutely. you're doing it. You're doing it. And the interesting thing is, I think at those crossroads, we always have these decision choice points because I could have stayed in the consulting role and still been behind the scenes, still been the one putting together the email sequences and doing the webinar support and helping them build their social media plan. And no one could have or would have even known my name. And I was still hitting six figures at that time. But there was something else that was like, wait a second, like, at some point, you know, and it's that Ani Nin quote, like it becomes too painful to stay in the bud stage. There is no other choice but to blossom. And I felt that. I literally <laughs> felt that internal pain. And I was like, okay, I, I act, I have to do this. God, that bud stage is tough though, oh, right? Oh, it is. Man, Casey, that's a tough stage. <laughs> All right. So, so as you know, we're, we're coming to the end here. I love to do some rapid fire questions and given yeah. that you have done so many amazing businesses, so many, you know, just successes in your life. If you were to have to start over today with a brand new business, can't do what you're doing. What would you launch? Oh man, that is so awesome. Does it have to be profit or can it be not for profit? Uh, well, it could be a not for profit. It could be either one, either one, because I'm hearing where you're going, either one, but there always is even the not for profit, there has to be a profitability side. Absolutely. I just had this conversation with my bestie and hands down, it would be personal development and growth work um, and in-person retreats to really go deep and cultivate that sacred space and have that opportunity to not be alone and to bust through those um, unworthiness and limiting belief stories, it would absolutely be that. Mm, I get it. I'm having my first retreat in the fall and you I'm are? like, right oh, there, cool. girl. <laughs> right there. It's been, it's actually been a dream of mine for years mm. and years and years. And I'm like, I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, yes. Yes, I guess. Maybe that. I'll have to come to your retreat. That sounds Ooh, awesome. I think I've got a guest speaker here, ladies. This is good. <laughs> Woot is right. We're doing this. And then also, when you are now talking about fulfillment, what does what does actual revenue profitability allow you to do? It allows me to cultivate space to be wherever I want and do whatever I want with whoever I want. And that is so freeing. 
And because I'm a Taurus, I love the foundation of security. So I'm a big yin and yang person. But for the last chunk of years, like I've been able to go to Hawaii for five weeks at a time every year. So it get, it gives and allows me the opportunity to take my work on the road and to never miss a beat if I choose to. And then coming up, I'm going to be heading out to Virginia Beach with my niece who just graduated from Ithaca College. And it's like, you know what, I'm actually not going to bring the laptop on that trip. And I have the luxury to be off and have no so, guilt about it. <laughs> so, so great when you can do that. Turn it off. Turn it off. Close yeah. the computer down. All right. And what is your favorite beauty product by name? Nice. So True Botanicals, and it's their Renew Facial Cleanser. It smells divine. It's all natural, really high integrity company about their ingredients and sustainability. And it just feels super luxurious to use every morning. Mm, and it feels totally in alignment with you, which I love. And then what does Powerhouse of Possibility mean to you? Well, first of all, I love even those terms together. And I'm all about that. I'm all about like endless possibilities, um, powerhouse of possibilities. To me, it means one, if you're fueled by positivity, you will always win. That will always fill up your tank and take you far because people want to be around other people that they can catch a spark of, a spark of enthusiasm, a spark of momentum, a spark of camaraderie. So that powerhouse of possibilities is about taking down your mask, leaning into intuition, and really developing those relationships and connections so you can cultivate synergy. Mm, beautifully said. And for those that would love to reach out to you and hear more about your what you're working on, how can they do that? Yeah. Awesome. I also have a podcast, Women Developing Brilliance, so they can tune into that on their favorite pod player. And I have a free mini series called Know Thyself and Lead. So if your listeners dug the conversation that we had, it's just an opportunity to go deeper into sweet spot, zone of genius, dreaming big, and all that good stuff. And they can grab it at my website, which is kcrossi.com slash lead. Mm, and we will also put that in the show notes over Thank at you. the relaunchco.com along with your beauty product that you love. So Yay. we'll go ahead and do that. <laughs> and Casey, thank you for being here, for showing up, for sharing all of this wisdom with us and can hardly wait to see what else is coming from you over the next, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years. So congratulations on your success. And thank you again for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time. There's always a silver lining, and now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.